This is Black and Gold Rush, the podcast where we talk about all angles of New Orleans Saints football. I'm your host, Rachel Jones, and I've been a Saints fan all my life, so I know just how much this team means to our city, both as a former reporter and from my season ticket in Section 257. Whether it's breaking down game tape or telling an inspiring off-the-field story, I'm here for it because the Saints bring us together. Let's get going. Hello and happy Friday, Houdat Nation. Welcome back to Black and Gold Rush as we roll on with part two of our series on Saints draft picks. Today's all about the Saints second round pick, Ohio State linebacker Pete Werner. I had the pleasure of connecting with Pete's high school coach, Rick Streif, now the athletic director at Indianapolis Cathedral. He retired from coaching in 2017 after leading the team to 10 state titles and seeing several men's NFL dreams come true. Pete Werner added his name to the list with guys like Terry McLaurin, Jack Doyle, and Ted Karras, names NFL fans will recognize. You can tell how proud Rick is of Pete going to our Saints. In our interview, he shares the following quote with us. We always knew when our hardest workers were our best players, we were going to have great teams. And Pete definitely fell into that category. So what makes the former Buckeye special? And what will he bring to the Saints linebackers? Rick and I dig into all that, and he shares some New Orleans to Indiana connections that I know will surprise you. So let's get to know Pete Werner, the person and the player, with his high school coach, Rick Streif. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So Pete Werner is the fourth player from Ohio State the Saints have drafted since 2016, but he went to high school at Cathedral in Indianapolis, where he was highly recruited as a linebacker. And he said he watched the draft with family and friends back home in Indiana. So Give us a sense of the atmosphere around Cathedral leading up to the draft. You you coached there for 23 seasons. Now you're the athletic director. So you've seen these student athletes dreams come true before. So how much excitement was building before Pete was drafted? Well, I I think we were all were kind of coaches around here and the folks that uh, have been around Pete. We we would chat quite a bit about, uh, okay, well, maybe he's, maybe he's a fifth round guy. Maybe he's a third round guy. Maybe. So you, you kind of just was uh, going through the different processes and reading the different stories that are out there about uh, what, what he can and can't do. And of course, everybody's got their own opinions of stuff like that. So, uh, so there was, there was a buzz. We, we felt pretty good that he was going to get drafted. It just was a matter of uh, where and when. So uh, it's, and it's always fun. We've, we, as you said, we, we have a couple of kids that have been down this route and uh, that are in the NFL right now. And so it, there's always a little bit of excitement when you see a, one, of our, one of our own uh, on the national stage. 
Absolutely. So my research was telling me that uh, Jack Doyle is currently in in the NFL and a couple of uh, recent names, Matthias Kiwanuka, Jeremy Trueblood, and uh, now Pete Werner, just to name a few. So just in your time. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us more. Uh, Teddy Karras is up with the Patriots and then uh, Terry McLaurin, wide receiver, uh, for the uh, Washington, uh, Washington right? football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of ours and also a Ohio State kid. So uh, we've, uh, we've, we're kind of fortunate right now. We've got quite a, had quite a few uh, really good players come through our school, and that's uh, part of the reason I was a good coach because we had good players. It truly is a team, a team effort, uh, football yeah. is. Uh, so you just – you you told me that it was the year after Pete went to Ohio State that you decided to retire from from coaching. Um, so just tell me a little bit more about what it's like uh, to work with a guy like Pete, who comes from an athletic family. His dad played two years in the NFL. His older brother played football at Harvard. So working with him as a person. How did his athletic background kind of play a role in coaching him and working with him? So obviously he is a tremendous athlete. I, we just ran our city track meet last night. And so our uh, head track coach was posting some, some times and uh, actually it was a list of the four top 10, 400 meter uh, times in our school history. And Pete is number seven on the list. He ran a 51-2 in the 400 meters, which is pretty impressive for – now, he wasn't as big as he is now, but, but that's the kind of athlete he, he, uh, he was for us here. Uh, he, he always could run, but he, he, uh, but was part of, uh, part of our track team as well. So a two-sport athlete here, um, a young man that uh, just kind of kept his nose to the grindstone. He's a, he's a, we always knew that when our – uh, hardest workers were our best players. We were going to have great teams. And Pete definitely was fell into that category. Uh, yes, he had athleticism, but he also worked really hard at it as well. I love that. When our hardest workers were our best players, we knew we were going to have great teams. I love that. Exactly. He described himself as easygoing off the field, uh, but when he gets on the field, it's like it's a different level. Tell us how you saw that in action at Cathedral. He's he's a competitor. Uh, there's there's no doubt about <laughs> it. The, and I again, you talk back to about the family that that being coming from a family that they came from that he competitiveness was just part of day to day life. I think in the family It's just just how they are. But they're also really good people. So that the laid back version that uh, Pete calls himself is very accurate, really quiet, fly under the radar kind of guy. Um, You kind of got to pull teeth sometimes to get words out of him. He's pretty quiet. And, uh, but once on the field, um, he, he just plays so hard and, um, those are things that you can bring out in kids, but he already had that ability to, to turn it on, if you will, and uh, flip the switch when he crossed that line to go onto the field. He, he played very hard all the time. 
I love that. That that that's gonna really, really come in handy hugely on the NFL level. So right. you you won many state titles at at Cathedral. How many of those was Pete a part of? Well, Pete transferred in, and so his first two years he played at Mount Vernon High School and then came to us as a junior and senior. And uh, his junior and senior year, we have what's called a success factor in Indiana. So we are a, uh, there's six classes of football. By enrollment, we're four. We had been playing in the 5A. They moved us up to 5A because of the success factor. And then the two years Pete played, we actually bounced up to the biggest classification because we had won the previous years before he transferred in. So he did not play on any state championship teams, but he played not only just the best of the best of our competition on it, but the largest of the school. So for example, we are about a thousand kids co-ed and the teams that we were playing against were typically four to 5,000 student high school. So, uh, so he didn't play on any state championship teams, but however, he played against the very best in our state. Okay. Yeah. The best of the best competition. I'm sure that that really prepared him extremely well for college and now for, for the, for the NFL. Yes, absolutely. Yep. He's, he, he is, he's seen it all uh, between, uh, between his high school experience and obviously at Ohio state, uh, they too play the best of the best in uh, the, the tournament run that they had this year and make it to the national championship game. And, uh, which, by the way, kind of an interesting one of his teammates uh, is, is the offensive uh, starting right guard for the for Alabama. So they played against each other during the national championship game in January. Right. Yeah. His first uh, time in New Orleans, he mentioned, was this past year. It was very odd times. So he was kind of quarantined in a hotel the whole time. So there was he didn't really get a taste of the of the city. But it'll be different right. uh, when he builds his career with the Saints. So as as we transition into talking about Pete with the Saints, there's so much to like about his versatility across the linebacker positions. He's done really a little bit of everything, strong side, weak side. What particular skills do you think he has the best chance to bring to the Saints linebacking core? Well, he even had, he played a little bit of cornerback for us in high school. Uh, really? When we played uh, some heavy run teams, we would put him on the tight end side into the boundary as a cornerback, and really it was it was a thing of beauty because we could told him that if the tight end down blocked, run to the football, and so his ability to run and move is going to be his greatest strength. Um, closely followed by his intelligence. He, he is a, a, a smart student, but more importantly, he has that football savvy that uh, some people call it the it factor. He, he just gets it. He understands things uh, very quickly. He understands schemes. He understands what responsibilities he has. And if, if you go back and watch the Ohio State films, they played him all over the place, and it was because of those two things, his ability to run and his ability to grasp uh, the scheme and understand what his responsibilities are. 
I love that. His, so his ability to run and move and of course his intelligence. Yeah, his his smarts are so important. Not only did he lead Ohio State in tackles as the senior, but he was all academic. Yes. Big, yes, in the Big 10 for for 3 seasons. So clearly an intelligent player. So tell me more about that what you saw as far as when he was in high school, his ability to really stay committed to like academics and stuff. Um, well, we're, we're a high end academic school too, mm-hmm. as, a, as a parochial school here in Annapolis. And, and so the rigors of, of the classroom is a challenge as well. So uh, our kids get pushed athletically as well as academically. And, and so Pete was always able to manage that. He, obviously was one of those guys I I didn't have to chase around about grades and mm-hmm. class and doing the things he uh, you know really quite quite the model student uh, at our place and so do you see that like from the other from the from your other uh, student athletes who have now gone to the NFL that real student of the game mentality yes very very well. much so. that I get asked quite a bit, uh, you know, so what are the common characteristics to get a guy to the NFL? I said, well, first of all, you have to have athletic ability, and that that's kind of a given thing. I said, but what set has separated the young men that I've been fortunate enough to coach to get to the NFL, it's two things. It's their work ethic that we talked about early mm-hmm. earlier. They are just undeniably the hardest workers. And B, that, again, we call it football savvy, they just understand the schemes. Uh, Teddy Karras, who's uh, back with the Patriots after being with the Dolphins, is is one of those guys that he'll be a – his dad was a coach, but he will be a great coach when he's done because he, he gets it. Terry McLaurin is the same way. Jack Doyle is the same way. Those guys are just – those guys, they, they A, they have athleticism, but B, they are they are the thinkers. They know they know what's coming next. Uh, and that in the NFL, there's the the window of the margin of error between athletes is so small that if you don't have great work ethic and if you don't get the scheme, they'll find somebody else that can. Absolutely. So be really it goes beyond athleticism. You you really have to be committed to understanding the the playbooks and the schemes. And Jeff Ireland, the Saints VP and assistant GM of college personnel, called Pete Werner everything you look for in a draft pick. So that was just such a compliment for the six foot three, 238 pound Warner. So we're so excited to see him potentially pair up with Demario Davis here in new Orleans. So this was a position the saints absolutely needed to address. I mean, y'all are up there near Indianapolis, basically in Indianapolis. How much of the saints do y'all, do y'all really follow up there? Well, it, it, we actually have quite quite a tie. Um, I'm going to date myself on how old I am, but uh, Sean Payton was a high school quarterback at a passing camp that is was started by his high school coach here in Indiana. Uh, it's Bishop Delaham Passing Clinic, and Payton was a uh, Sean was a quarterback uh, when I was in college working as a camp counselor. So I watched uh, Coach Payton slinging around as a high schooler. Um, he's pretty good. He and you talk about a guy that had football savvy. He he already he, he knew 
he knew where he was headed. So, so the uh, locally, uh, Coach Delahan of the J.R. Bishop Delahan camp, they uh, they spend still spend quite a bit of time with Coach Payton, and um, then the other, the offensive line coach Danny Roshar is uh, actually coached here at Butler University here in Indianapolis. And Coach Roshar and I have been uh, friends from his days at Butler and then also up at Michigan State. And now he's on round two with the Saints. So uh, so there's actually quite a quite a little bit of an Indiana tie uh, with uh, with the Saints. And so uh, we were we all I, I root for the Saints in every game except for that Super Bowl game a few years back. Uh, right. It didn't go quite the Colts way. So uh, so that that but but for the most part, uh, you know, we watch uh, obviously Drew Brees being a Purdue guy. We've always mm-hmm. we've always watched that. We had we had a couple of kids on our team that played with uh, with Drew at Purdue. And so um, you, you follow the guys that you in the NFL that you follow a little bit in college. So so, yeah, there's 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 pretty good ties here with between Indiana and New Orleans. Right. Right. That's so fascinating. I didn't even uh, right. Drew Brees, of course, like you said, going to, to Purdue and uh, right. The Super Bowl with uh, the Saints and Colts was. 10 years now, 10, 10, yeah, 10 years ago now. Yeah. Well, 11 years ago, I guess. Uh, right. From yeah, 2021 to, to 2010, but uh, right. All the, all the connections between the Peyton Manning playing for the Colts and uh, him being from right, New Orleans. New Orleans. Yep. yep. So, yep. right, right. Well, this has just been amazing. So let's get into our final segment now, coach, uh, just some, the random round, quick questions and quick answers. Uh, we're going to, ask, customize it to each, each new saints player that we're highlighting. So I'm going to ask you some, just four quick questions about Pete Werner. Um, so question number one, tell us about your most memorable moment coaching Pete Werner. Uh, I think he was actually the first game he played in. He had had a, he had had, uh, an injury in the summer. And so we really didn't, uh, he didn't get a chance to practice very much within the summer. And we played uh, week three. We we played a heavy run team, and uh, we put him at that corner spot. And uh, he made a tackle on the other side of the field, where the kid started to cut back in, and Pete absolutely lit him up. And I, <laughs> I looked down at our defensive coordinator, and he looked at me, and I go, "Oh, uh, we may have something here." And he goes, yeah, I think we're just starting to figure out how good this kid could be. Wow. So the fact that you thought of that so quickly definitely proves that it was a memorable moment. I love that. All right. Yeah. What is one thing Pete might need to improve upon before Saints camp starts? Well, and I don't know if he's able to do it before he gets to camp, but it's just, it's just the knowledge of the game. Uh, the the speed of the game is so dramatically different than than from high school to college and then college to the NFL. Um, I, I think it's just getting him to the point where he's experienced enough that the game slows down for him so that he can do the, the react in a fashion that will help him be a, a a good player. Absolutely, the speed of the game. And what is a little known fact about Pete Werner? Wow. That's a great question. Uh, 
well, okay, here's a little story. Uh, he was committed to Notre Dame and um, Urban Meyer just was, became relentless in the recruiting process, calling him, calling him, calling him. And they finally talked him into going to the Michigan Ohio state game. That was the overtime game in 2014, 2015. Great. Anyway, is that Columbus is tremendous, tremendous, tremendous game. And uh, Urban Meyer is all juiced up after the game and he's got Pete in the locker room and they're kind of, and of course the place is going nuts. Anytime you beat Ohio state beats Michigan, it's a, it's a big deal, obviously. So they're high-fiving each other and Urban Meyer grabs Pete and he says, I got somebody I need you to meet. And uh, he goes, okay. So he walks him in a little office off the side, opens the door and Pete kind of steps in and it's uh, Phil Knight of Nike. And He had a 15, 20 minute one-on-one with Phil Knight at Nike when he did his uh, Ohio State visit. And Pete, I think, will tell you that was it. It was it was Notre Dame was off the books and Ohio State was on. Wow. Oh my goodness. That is quite a story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And finally, tell us your yeah. final <laughs> message for yeah. Pete Werner as his NFL career begins. Just good luck, play hard, do what you've always done, and you'll be successful. Oh, I love that so much. Short and sweet from his high school coach, Rick Streif. Outstanding. Well, like I said, we can't wait to see him thrive here as a saint. Hopefully he can stay healthy and hit the field, learn the speed of the game. Thank you so much for joining me, and we can't wait to see Pete Werner do his thing down here. Thanks so much, Coach. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Black and Gold Rush. Make sure to subscribe on the podcast app of your choice and leave a rating and review. Also, I'd love to connect more. Come say hey on Twitter or Instagram at RachelW504 and let me know what you thought of this episode. For show notes and more, head over to my website at rachelwjones.me. Until next time, ooh dat.